Welcome in to episode seven of the Out of Options podcast on the 435 Podcast Network, 610sports.com, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes released every Tuesday during the baseball season. Please remember to subscribe and download to each episode. Again, you can do it on the Odyssey app, Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts. They all work and all very appreciated by yours truly. Before we get into my conversation with Noah Cameron here on episode seven, my guest on episode four, Samad Taylor, made his debut this past Saturday, and wouldn't you know it, a walk-off single for Samad. In comes the pitch. High fly ball. Center field. He's going to do it. It's going to drop. They score it a single. The Royals win it 10-9. to A very cool moment, as called by Denny Matthews, right here on 610 Sports Radio. So Samad called up... Uh, Friday before the weekend series with the Angels didn't play Friday night debuted on Saturday game winning walk off hit in the bottom of the ninth in his debut on that Saturday so very cool if you have not listened to episode four uh, go back and learn a little bit more about Samad as he made his journey to the Kansas City Royals after not being drafted by them was an originally drafted by the Cleveland Indians but made his major league debut on Saturday accompanied by that walk off hit. But without further ado, this week's episode, episode 7, I talked to Noah Cameron, another local product who was taken in the 2021 MLB draft, the seventh round that year out of Central Arkansas. He's the 20th ranked prospect on MLB.com, just 23 years old, currently playing in double A with the Northwest Arkansas Naturals. And as I mentioned, another local product from that 2021 class, Ben Kaderna, Carter Jensen, both alumni of this podcast, and now Noah Cameron, who grew up in St. Joe, and that's where we started our conversation. I wanted to really know how his parents settled in St. Joe. My mom grew up in St. Joseph, and then my dad grew up in Pattonsburg, um, which is a, a small little town um, that's right outside St. Joseph. So um, then he started started working, and, and they just, I guess, just stayed home, stayed home in, in St. Joe, and, um, and that's where, where they raised all of us. As a kid, what was it like growing up there with, you know, it's obviously a, not a small town, but yeah. um, in the shadows of Kansas City, what was it like growing up there as a kid? Yeah, um, it was awesome. Um, it was awesome. There's no no complaints about it, um, for sure. Obviously, we kind of, baseball-wise, we kind of grew up in Kansas City because that's kind of where, where we played all the tournaments and, and uh, went to practice and stuff like that. Um, a lot of the time was in Kansas City. Um, but, yeah, I mean, growing up in St. Joe's, we always call it a small, big town. Um, just cause we, we know everybody, it seems like, um, uh, but then it's also like, you know, there's parts of it that it's like, you don't know, um, and stuff like that. So there was, a, you know, we, when we wanted to do something, um, a little bit bigger, stuff like that, we always went to Kansas city. So I kind of grew up in Kansas city a little bit, uh, but definitely, yeah, I mean, love St. Joe as a kid and then still have a lot of family and, and friends obviously still there. So definitely a good, good place. Good place. Always going to keep it close to my heart. So when you were driving down to Kansas City, is it Worlds of Fun? Is it going to Kaufman? What mm-hmm. what were those like weekend or Saturday, Sunday trips to Kansas City? What were you guys doing? Yeah, if we weren't playing baseball, for sure. Um, was, going, was going to Worlds of Fun, Oceans of Fun all the time um, as, a, as a kid. Birthday parties, stuff like that was always there. Um, Kaufman was just down the road a little bit farther. So where St. Joe is, is like we're probably closest to like is to North Kansas city. So like downtown Kansas city. 
Um, we're probably 45 minutes from there. And then you kind of keep going a little bit farther. World of Fun is like 50, 55 minutes. And then Kaufman is, is about an hour. So um, it's kind of like, I mean, we'd go to like Legends um, and Zonarosa, stuff like that for like meals and shopping, um, stuff like that growing up. And um, but yeah, World's Fun, Kaufman, definitely two two big spots that, that all of us went to. A lot of Kansas Cityans, again, I didn't grow up here, but are excited that the Zambezi Zinger is coming back to Worlds of Fun, which was like an iconic roller coaster, I guess, in the 90s, maybe 2000s. Um, are you a roller coasters person? I, I am. I love roller coasters. I've never ridden that one, though. I guess if, the, if it was there in the 90s and the 2000s, I was, when I was, I was too young for that, but. Um, but no, I'll definitely probably be checking it out. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, they have t-shirts about it. It was an apparently a, an iconic ride that has made its way back to worlds of fun. So I guess this, uh, That's... you probably have a short window between the end of baseball season for when the park continues to stay open, but you may have to get down there in October. Or yeah. September. Yeah, we will. We will for sure. So I, for... I'm going to guess that you did grow up a Royals fan just because you guys went to college What's so interesting is, you know, this is episode seven of the podcast and I've gotten to talk to to Ben Kaderna and Carter Jensen was on last week's episode and they have these great memories of the 14 and 15 Royals seasons. What do you remember about those two seasons as a a kid growing up in in Royals country? Yeah, man, definitely. Obviously, uh, the best two years that we've had um, in a long time. And, And it was just it was honestly just like. I don't know, like nobody really ever talked about the Royals. I mean, they did, but nobody really like was like a big fan of them. And then once like 2014 hit, it was like everybody, like games were always on TV. Um, like anywhere you went, any house you went, games were always on. Um, people were always going to the games. Um, and just like everybody was just super excited about it. Um, it was definitely definitely the most fun, fun year of two years of of Royals um baseball and just watching and being a fan for sure um and just obviously loving just the the group of guys that was that was up there with Hosmer and Mustakis and Kane and, and all those guys um which was a ton of fun just to to watch and be a fan of and and go to a couple games and um and really just enjoy enjoy that that ride um that they did was awesome did you get to go to any of the playoff games in 14 or 15 I did not go to any of the playoff games. I had some some family that did um, that were a little bit more of like the the go to the games um, type of people, but I did not. But I obviously watched every single one of them and and was was glued to the TV. Um, we had a bunch of like watch parties and stuff um, for like the World Series games and stuff, which was a which was a lot of fun. So, so Carter Jensen on last week's episode said he met Eric Hosmer during a spring training game at first base because he he walked and Hosmer was playing first for whoever they were playing, and he was, like, weak in the knees because Hosmer was kind of his guy. Yeah. Who was yeah. who, who your guy from those 14 and 15 teams? I loved so – like, when I was a little kid, obviously, he's a little older now, but I loved Granky. Um was a big Granky fan. Um, obviously, it's awesome that he's still with us. And, and I've met him not in, like, a super – like close way. Like I didn't like have a good conversation with him or nothing, but, um, but obviously I, I saw him quite a bit at, at spring training and, and kind of walked by him and stuff and, and said, Hey to him and stuff. So that was really cool. Honestly, another guy was Danny Duffy who we actually played. Um, he pitched against us here in double a, um, but which was awesome. Cause he's now with the Rangers and he's in, in double a with the Rangers. Um, and so that was really cool to be able to watch him in person. Cause that was kind of one of the, one of the guys, especially being a lefty, um, that I kind of love to watch, and um, and he always always just seemed to do good and um, seemed to just really compete really hard. So definitely probably Granky and Duffy 
Greinke was a little bit of the when I was younger, um, and then he kind of moved moved on to um, other teams. But but Duffy was definitely fun to watch. So did you go up and say anything to Danny Duffy after the game? Did did you get that no. opportunity? No, no, I didn't. I didn't. He he threw a couple innings and and then we didn't we didn't see him again. So I don't know if he was in the dugout or what. But gotcha. uh, we 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 try and keep the fanboy the fanboy and to a, to a minimum. A staple of this <laughs> podcast is asking everybody, do you have a Zach Granke story? So even if you mm-hmm. haven't met him, do you have like a a Zach Granke story to tell? I do. Um, gosh, I was four, almost five years old. Um, and we actually, cause we used to take some of like field trips and stuff during school. We would go to like, like uh, K day or whatever, um, at Kauffman stadium. Day at the um, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, whatever that, I was trying to think what that was called. Um, and it was actually his debut that day and he was starting. Um, so we went and, and mom, my mom always tells people this story, but, um, we got to like walk around the field, um, like like on on the field and he was warming up and I guess I yelled Zach I was like Zach and uh, you know I was four or five years old and he this is what my mom says but he looked at me and waved at me um, and then just kind of continued continued warming up and stuff so that was pretty cool uh, for sure but but then obviously seeing him as a grown man and and now I'm a grown man and stuff and I'm not a not a little kid anymore um, is, is definitely pretty cool just to see him walking around spring training facility, seeing him work out, seeing him do stuff like that is, is pretty cool. I assume that's gotta be. And aside from cool, also just very surreal. Like, Oh yeah. Before he waved at you, you still remember it. Your mom still tells a story, but now you're both professional athletes in the same organization, different parts yeah. of your career, but you know, you're For all, sure. you're, you're both working towards the same goal in the same work organization. Sure. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's crazy. It's great. It makes me feel 23 not supposed to feel old yet but that definitely makes me feel old i wonder how that makes him feel right <laughs> yeah did you grow up a chief fan as well oh sensitive subject um i i've always liked the chiefs i actually grew up a tom brady fan so yeah yeah sensitive subject i know a lot of people especially chiefs fans are like whatever you you stink just because they obviously don't like tom brady which makes sense yeah. uh but yeah, so I my mom actually raised my brother and I, big Tom Brady fans. Um, we I've went to like quite a few Chiefs games and stuff like that in my life. So uh, definitely, still I've always liked the Chiefs. Like love Patrick Mahomes, love watching them. Um, now Tom Brady's retired. My journey is probably gonna is gonna go towards <clears throat> towards being a Chiefs fan full time. So okay. we'll kind of we'll see what happens. But. So is it are you a Tom Brady fan, which means you're Patriots and Bucks, or you you're I, still a Patriots fan? Um, Patriots and Bucks. I was just a big Tom Brady fan. Um, obviously I, you know, loving, loving a team, loving a player, um, makes you also love the other players on the team. So obviously like I loved Randy Moss playing with and on the Patriots, stuff like that growing up. And then I've enjoyed watching the Bucks the last few years, um, since he's been, been, since he's been there. Um, but, but yeah, a lot of, a lot of my friends are very, very, very excited that he is officially retired. But you probably so, got some so. good bragging rights from the AFC Championship oh, yeah. game in nineteen. Oh, yeah. Where were you? Were you watching that with other Chiefs fans and buddies? You know, that was I an think, yeah, I think game. I was just yeah, I think I was just watching it with with family and friends and and obviously my me, my mom, my brother were uh were very into it. Um and everybody else was obviously very against us uh, my whole life really. So it's been football season comes around and nobody talks to us because they don't they don't want any part of Tom Brady. Um yeah, it's crazy, crazy that he's officially retired, and now we got to figure out who we're going to root for. <laughs> yeah, 
one last St. Joe question. Who gets talked about being from St. Joe the most? Eminem, Jesse James, or Bill Snyder? That's probably, those are probably it. Um, I would say like younger population Eminem, just because he like tells people, I guess, that he's from Detroit, but really he's from St. Joe. And everybody, if you ask anybody where's Eminem from, they always say Detroit, but really, you know, he's from St. Joe. Um, so probably him, like my age, but probably I would say Jesse James, like overall, just because we have museums and we have stuff like that um, for him. So, yeah. You, Carter Jensen, and Ben Kaderna are all in that 2021 class. You're obviously, yep. you know, Ben's from Kansas. Carter's from the Northland in the in the KC Metro. You're from a little bit farther north. But did you have a relationship with those guys in high school and going into that 2021 draft? Not like a personal relationship, just because they're obviously four, three or four years younger than I am. Um, so since they're, they come at, came out of high school. Um, ben, I didn't know. But Carter, I actually... So the club team that we we both played with, I think he played with a different club team as he got older in high school. Um, but when I was a senior, I was playing with the Casey Bullets, uh, which was just a, a summer showcase team. Um, and then he was a freshman, 15, 14, 15 years old, and he was playing with the younger team, the younger Casey Bullets. So I had seen him like once or twice um, in my life just because like we had the same coach. He coached everybody. Um, so like if they played in the same tournament, they played after us or something. I remember a couple of times that their entire team would just come in our dugout and just kind of hang out and just watch us and stuff. And, and he was there, um, cause one of my best friends growing up has a picture with Carter. So he kind of knew him, um, uh, a little bit just from like practices and stuff like that. So, um, but I didn't have a personal relationship, but I had, I definitely like after we both got drafted, I texted him, I'm like, I remember you like we've seen we've like our paths have crossed, you know, um, a few years ago. But but yeah, it is pretty cool that, you know, three Kansas City Metro kids in, in one in one draft. I mean, yeah, that, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's crazy. And we're all I mean, obviously, we're all super like it was kind of just crazy. And, and just the um, honestly, just how lucky we are just to like even all the affiliates are like pretty close to Kansas city. Like my wife and I get to like go home sometimes and stuff like that. So it's definitely obviously being in the Kansas city Royals organization is, is unbelievable. Um, but obviously just, yeah, not, not a lot of people are as fortunate as we are, I guess. Let's go back to high school for a second. When did you commit to central Arkansas? Um, I committed before my senior year. So, um, yep. So after my, like, it was junior summer is when they saw me and then I committed um, like right when like senior year started. So were there any other schools recruiting you? No other big schools. They were my only division one um, school that was recruiting me. There was a lot like Missouri Western and, and a lot of like kind of smaller schools um, had talked to me a lot and stuff. And we're trying to, we're, we're trying to get me to play there. Um, but I knew I kind of wanted to, to get out of St. Joe just to, to experience it and uh, and stuff and and I played really well one summer actually here in Fayetteville um, was where uh, we played in the tournament and and UCA was there um, and they watched me and stuff and it was it was yeah I mean obviously loved it and and loved college and um, yeah that was kind of the the first step of it. You ended up having probably a pretty tumultuous college experience and we'll kind of get to August of 2020. But freshman yeah. year you have a, a great season. Mm-hmm. Then sophomore season, COVID strikes. You're you you're off to a good start. I'm sure you probably had played a couple games 
Do you yeah. remember that moment when you were in college? Was there a team meeting? What did, what did they tell you in March of 2020? Yeah, so for COVID, so we were four weekends in, so I had four outings so far. Um, and then we were actually, uh, it was a Thursday or Friday, because we were actually on our way to Mississippi to play. Um, I think we were playing Southern Miss that weekend. Um, and we were like, you know, five or six hours into the drive. And then we, all of us were on our phones and started seeing, oh, SEC canceled season, all this stuff. And we're like, oh, like here, here it comes. You know, it's like once, once those big, uh, big conferences cancel, it's like, you kind of know that the smaller ones are going to cancel. Um, so we, yeah, we were like six hours in and then they, the coaches, we ended up just pulling over at a gas station and just kind of waiting. We we're just like, it's going to cut. Like, we don't want to keep driving, you know? Um, and then, and then that's where it happened. So they kind of talked to us and, um, on the way back and stuff, we got there and we had like an, yeah, like an hour long meeting when we got back, um, to, to school. Cause obviously we were like, season's over. Like we can't, can't keep doing it. Can't keep practicing. Can't keep doing anything. So, um, all the seniors and stuff, obviously they got, they got to come back. Some of them did, but some of them hung, like hung them up. Cause they were like, you know, we can't, can't do a whole another year. So it was definitely sad. Did you stick around UCA or did you go back to St. Joe? I went back to St. Joe. So we, I probably left a couple days later because it was just like, there's, it's over, you know, nothing, <laughs> nothing else is here. Um, all the classes and stuff moved online. Um, we had like a, I think I remember we had like a week off of classes cause they just like had to figure out how to do everything online. Cause we couldn't do them in school again. Um, so yeah, we just went home. We literally just packed up everything the next couple of days and said our goodbyes and, and then headed home. So obviously I, I kept throwing, I kept, um, training and stuff back home um, just because I, I knew that I was going to play summer ball that, that year. So, um, but, but yeah. Just looking back, I mean, I remember, you know, the Rudy Gobert was touching all the microphones, Oklahoma city, they canceled the big 12 tournament. And it's like, yeah, I, I tell people I joined a gym on that Monday and I think Kansas city shut down on Tuesday. I don't think I, I, I think I used that gym three times. Um, oh God. You know, we just had no idea. And, and looking back, it's just a wild thing to look back three, oh, yeah. three years ago. So yeah. when did you, when did you t- tear your UCL? I tore it that summer. Okay. That you, summer, yeah. So you obviously weren't able to have your junior year and we'll get to the draft in, in 21 at, at the, in a little bit, but where were you? How did it happen? Was it one moment or um, Jonathan Bolin was on a couple of weeks ago and he said it, his elbow had been feeling sore yeah. And it, it happened in the first inning of a start. What's kind of your story? Yeah. Um, so I was in the, I was supposed to go play in the Cape, Cape Cod League um, that summer, but obviously with COVID and all that stuff canceled 80% of the, of the summer league. So I ended up going to play um, in the Northwoods League in Minnesota. Um, and it was, it was awesome. And it was a great experience. Um, had a great host family, um, was playing pretty well. Um, got to meet a lot of guys like Brooks Lee, who's a big, big name, Kyle Manzardo, um, who's a pretty big prospect, so guys like that. So it was a really cool, really good team. Um, and it was, it was my fourth outing, I think, um, of the summer. Um, and it was second inning and, and I was feeling really good. I, I hadn't, I'm like bowling, like I hadn't had any soreness. Um, I maybe looking back, maybe have like a tiny bit of like form tightness, but like, it wasn't anything that I was like, Oh, this is weird. It was just like, Oh, let's stretch it out. And I was good to go. Um, and then it was the, the second outing of that, 
or the second inning of that outing. Um, and it was one pitch just through, through a change up and, um, and it, and it sharp pain all the way up. So, um, and I, and I knew it happened, you know, it's one of the things that's like, if it was like a little, like a little tweak, you kind of, you kind of feel it like, you know, you're just like, eh, something may be wrong. Um, but it was, it was pretty evident, pretty evident that it happened. So. And what was that 24 hours for you? Like, I mean, you knew, you knew what had happened. Um, I can't imagine that's not an emotional time as, yeah, as someone sure. who's looking forward to their junior season or looking forward mm-hmm. to the next step in their professional career. Just walk us through that 24 hours. Yeah. Um, yeah, obviously it was scary and, and emotional and, um, had family there and stuff like that, which was awesome just to have them there, um, to support. But we, so I was in Minnesota and, and we kind of knew it happened. And, um, so we packed our bags the next day and, and said goodbye to everybody. And obviously everybody was, felt bad and stuff like that. But, uh, but yeah, it's just one of those things you just kind of, you're just kind of in shock a little bit because you just know that, Oh, like I'm not going to play baseball, you know, and like next year, like I'm already out type thing. Um, which definitely stinks and stuff like that. It was kind of a weird because we didn't have surgery for about a month after it happened. Um, we were kind of scheduled to have surgery and then it got pushed back, blah, blah, blah whatever. Um, and then we had surgery like a month later. And during that month, like it was feeling a lot better. I was playing golf. Like I was like doing stuff that like you shouldn't be able to do um, really with a torn UCL. Um, at least I didn't think so. And so I was like, very confident i'm like oh we're gonna go back and they're gonna say like like after we get our mris like it's not gonna be torn you know it's just gonna be a little a little tweak and stuff so we were pretty excited kind of getting hopes up that it was it was all good um and then the mri hit and they were like oh it's completely torn and it was actually completely torn in two two places so it was basically off the bone (laughs) in a way and that's that's why it didn't hurt (laughs) it's because it was it was unattached for people who don't know um like the Cape Cod League, the Northwoods League. Can you explain kind of how those leagues function? And and you said you you were living with a great host family. I don't think people really know what host families are, but I mean you're you're mm-hmm. literally living in someone's guest room in in the mm-hmm. town and the team that you're playing for, right? Yep. Yep. Um yeah, like Cape Cod League um and Northwoods, all those summer leagues, it's just prospect leagues um for guys that are in college. Um and even I think guys that are like coming out of high school can even play in them. Um, it's not as common, but, um, but yeah, it's just a prospect league just to continue playing. Um, a lot of scouts and stuff, um, go to those leagues and go to scout players for the draft. A lot of guys like are playing currently in a summer league and then the draft happens and they get drafted. So, um, it's definitely just kind of a a place just to continue playing and getting exposure, um, from scouts and from other teams, um, for sure. And then, and then, yeah, host families are, yeah, it's, you're literally just living. I was living in the basement, um, of, of a family in Minnesota. Um, and it was, I mean, it was awesome. I still have really good connections to them today and, um, and talk to them often. So, um, I definitely had a really good experience. I know some people that don't have good experiences and, and that's just reality of it. Um, yeah, it was, it was a good summer, obviously sucked that I got hurt, but it was definitely, um, a ton of fun. And I definitely would, would tell people to do it because it was, it was a lot of fun. You had your surgery in August of 2020, roughly. Yep. Yep. Okay. So I assume you were just then rehabbing in St. Joe, right. Mm-hmm. Up until that next eight, 10 months. 
Yeah. Well, I actually, so I went back to college. Um, so okay. I, yeah, so I went back to UCA. Um, obviously I was hurt and I knew that, but I obviously was just taking classes and, um, and working out, um, and stuff like that, anything that I could do really. Um, so I actually went to a physical therapy clinic, um, off campus in back in, in Conway, um, at UCA. So I was going to morning workouts. I was going, doing all that stuff, um, still with the baseball team, which was a lot of fun. And, and it kind of kept me, kept me in the game. Um, obviously I knew that I, I wasn't going to play for a long time, but it definitely kept me in the game and, um, kind of as like physical therapy kind of kept going and stuff like that. Now I could use my legs. So I was working on my legs at school, um, just kind of keeping my body, ready um in a sense of of when i my goal is when i got back to throwing that my body would be would be in great shape i would be able to um to really yeah i mean just pick up where i left off i guess um and then it worked and, and it was awesome so um but that's what that's what i did i went back to school for that whole year um and just set the bench and and gotta just kind of be be a leader for the younger guys kind of just be on the team um helping out in any way i can is that probably the hardest thing for an athlete is watching, but not being able to control anything? It is. It's difficult. It's difficult for sure. So, and obviously I was going to be the Friday night starter that year um, with like Gavin Stone, one of my good buddies, like leaving and, and getting, getting drafted and stuff like that. Like I was next guy up. Um, so I would have been Friday night starter and, and that opening day came and it was, it was hard. It was hard for sure. Um, the entire year was, but it was still, it was awesome, obviously just to be there with, with my friends and, um, being able just to, yeah, I mean, help out in practices any way I could. Obviously, I wasn't throwing, but, um, but, but yeah, it was so, so awesome just to be around. From a draft <clears throat> perspective, you're, you're unique because you, you hadn't played in 10 months. The, the draft comes in June of 2021. What were the expectations going into draft day? Had you had conversations mm-hmm. with the Royals? Were there other teams that had kind of talked to you and said, hey, we like you here? you have a different process than, than a lot of other people get drafted. So just walk mm-hmm. me through that. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely a different, different process than a lot of people. Um, obviously I was throwing at the time of the draft. So um, I wasn't throwing, bull- I, I was throwing very light bullpens. I wasn't a hundred percent by any means. Um, but yeah, Royals were definitely, uh, definitely my number one team. Obviously they, they knew that I wanted to be a Royal, obviously being from Kansas city and, and stuff. Um, but I had quite a few other teams. i I think I had talked to 13 or 14 teams and maybe like six or seven um, or eight were, were kind of in play um, of like, Hey, really you could go to, you go to any of these teams. Um, we were kind of, especially just not playing um, that entire season. We were kind of expecting, I guess, a day three, like a 10th round through 20 rounds. Um, but we knew that it was definitely possible as kind of a, um, an older guy just like, you know, and, and just having the track record of, of success, we knew that it was possible to go day two, day two. And, and yeah, Royals is really the, the day two people were Royals and Cardinals. So um, it was definitely an on like if either team would have got me, you know, I would have been happy. Obviously Cardinals is pretty close um, as well, but it was definitely, um, definitely awesome when the Royals called me first, you know, so. Where were you? Did you learn via the internet? Did you learn you got a phone call from Lonnie Goldberg? Like, where were you? Who was with you? Yeah. How did you find out? Yeah. So rounds one and two are like more like more televised, I guess. Um, but three through ten, they were on TV. So like when when I got drafted, when they called my name, um, 
it was technically on TV. It was like a, you know, with the seventh pick or seventh round pick, um, that Kansas City Royals select Noah Cameron. So it was like, you know, we heard it. It was on TV. Um, but I was actually, I was just at home with a bunch of family. So we knew that um, it was definitely possible that day. So we just had um, just my immediate family over. And, and we were actually, because obviously they kind of tell you, hey, don't really like pay attention. Just kind of like, like some people are like, hey, go play golf. Just have your phone on you, you know, in case, in case it happens, stuff like that. Um, but we, we love playing board games and cards and stuff. So um, had, had a bunch of family over and um, we were just at the dining room table when, when I got the call from Matt Price, who was the, uh, who was my um, area scout for the Royals. Um, and he's like, Hey, we're about to take you. So um, obviously that was, that was a very exciting moment. And, and it was a very, um, stressful but also just like you know like just details i didn't know any details nothing like that they were just like are you ready and i was like yeah like yeah i'm ready um so then then i we just went in the living room and um and looked at the tv and everybody watched and it was it was obviously crazy it was just crazy emotion um and stuff so Literally, name gets called on the TV. Everybody starts doing the jump up and down, or champagne's getting sprayed. What was what was that immediate moment like? Yeah. Uh, it was it was pretty chill. No champagne, no nothing like that. Um, but it was just obviously I was emotional, um, and then went and hugged my fiance at the time, uh, or yeah, now wife, um, but hugged her and hugged mom and um, just kind of hugged everybody, and, and everybody was just super excited and. Um, and emotional so it was definitely just like a kind of the journey starts now but also like all the hard work the journey to get here um kind of came to an end which is which is really cool definitely a cool moment so most importantly um i want to know what board games and card games you played to pass the time oh man i don't even know what we were playing that day um we play all kinds of, of board games we play a lot of um like pitch and spades and um i don't even know we play a lot of different board games we're, we're big we're big board game people Me um, too. so i want to i want to know these board games i'm, I'm a huge trying to board think. Game person. back in the day we used to play a lot of like sellers of Catan. um and with my brother and his friends we'll play like risk and I'm trying to think what other what other games we play we have like we have like a lot of like like rummy cube we have like a lot of like kind of like smaller games um, that you can play with like a lot of people. Um, so Risk is my favorite board game of all time. It's I good. We, so we're, so my brother and I were big uh, Lord of the Rings fans for our entire, so we have risk Lord, like Lord of the Rings risk. And it's pretty sweet. Have you it's played ticket? Sweet. Have you played the uh, board game ticket <clears throat> to ride? Ticket to ride. Yep. Yeah. We've played that really any game that you list off. We've clue. We probably played a lot of them. Well, it wow. sounds like at some point, maybe this winter, you you'll have to come down to the station here in Kansas City, and we'll do That's like a, we'll we'll film some board game action and and make a, <laughs> make a half a day out of it. Sounds good. So then you get you get to you know back to the you're now a professional, right? You're in the ACL in 2021, but that first spring training in 2022 was that a surreal moment to put on a Royals jersey and mm-hmm. you're walking around the field and you see a Salvi, you see a Granky, like you mentioned, is that yeah. But then you're like, all right, well, I'm a pre- professional. I got a job to do. What What's that for kind sure. of first spring training like for you? Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, obviously it was awesome just being – I was kind of used to it because I was stayed in Arizona um, for the whole fall because I was still rehabbing and still getting up on the mound um, and stuff and kind of 
how the fall worked was I actually got like two pretty much like live outings in and then and then we shut down. So then that was kind of when the when the fall ended. Um so just had a full off season just to train and, and really um get ready to go, um get ready for the season and stuff. Um so just going to spring training and, and having a, a normal COVID is kind of like over in the sense that everything was cleared up and, and all that stuff. Um was definitely just super exciting um and super awesome just to see everybody um just really just be able to compete for for spots and and just compete with um a lot of guys that i had relationships with um that, that we were just kind of all um cheering for each other but also we were trying to be you know beat each other out um stuff like that which was a ton of fun um for sure and and seeing salvi like i met salvi um that spring training which was awesome that was the first time that i'd seen granky um which was really cool and um just being able to yeah just really be a fanboy in my in my mind a little bit of like wow this is so cool like you know i respect these guys so much um they've done so much in their career um but also obviously being like like you know i i could i could go and compete with them right now you know having the professional mindset of like like yeah it's crazy that i'm here with them too um you know obviously different parts of of my career stuff like that but but definitely it was yeah definitely a really just cool moment and, and an awesome month um just to start the season and then in 2022, you spent a little time in Arizona, a little time in Columbia, a little time in Quad Cities. How hard is that to kind of go from spot to spot to spot all kind of in one year? Yeah, so obviously starting in Columbia um, was awesome, and, and I threw really well. Um, it's one of those things, it's like, you know, when you're at a lower level, you never really, like, settle in, you know, especially being like, like I knew I was a little bit older, and I knew my talent level, like I knew that I was pitching really good so we were it's it's on it's honestly like you know you're kind of looking ahead a little bit you're like okay like when is it happening i know that i'm pitching really well i know that uh that like i'm gonna move up eventually and and it's probably gonna be sooner rather than later um so it's like you know we're, we weren't ever really like settled in quads there and there in columbia being like you know we're gonna be here the whole year like we we're like no let's let's keep going let's move up um and stuff like that so um so but columbia was awesome moved went to quad cities it was awesome as well um pitched there for obviously the the rest of the season pretty much except for a little month rehab stint um in, in arizona but um yeah i mean quad cities was was great and obviously starting back there this year um was i guess what we wanted but it was it was awesome and, and everything worked out um, exactly how we wanted it to and um and that that team was awesome so uh, but then just going back to arizona i guess just like moving around obviously when we went back to arizona that was not planned obviously just a little a little shoulder uh, bump in the road mm-hmm. um and stuff like that so obviously when that kind of comes into play because we were pretty settled in quad cities we kind of didn't assume i would move up anymore but we just knew that um you know, we were in a good spot and, and we were enjoying the team, enjoying the people, um, the coaching staff, all that stuff. So, but then obviously I get hurt. It's never fun. Cause then you have to leave and have to go, you know, a lot farther away and you never really know when you're going to go back. Um, cause it's like, you know, if I would have had continued getting setbacks with, with the shoulder, like I may have never went back to quad cities and you just kind of never know. Um, but thankfully it was quick. It was a month and, um, and shoulder was feeling a lot better, stuff like that. So, so got to go back and finish the season with quad cities, but, but yeah. And what's really cool is you just got promoted to Northwest Arkansas in double a about a month ago. I know this is going to be a weird question, but like, 
what happens to all your stuff? So you're you're in Quad Cities. You're in an apartment, presumably. Mm-hmm. Do you have a car? Do you then drive to Northwest? Like, it's not like a normal job where you just like relocate. All of a sudden, the manager calls you into the office and you're like, all right, mm-hmm. you're going to another city. What yep. happens to all your stuff? Where's your car? Your wife's obviously with you. Like, that's got to yep. be a little bit stressful and weird. It is. Yeah, no, it definitely is for sure. Um, it kind of worked out. <clears throat> worked out for us just because I was actually in Wisconsin um, when it, when I got moved up. So I was even farther up North. Um, but basically they were just like, yeah, like you're getting moved up. You're like leaving tomorrow. But, and, but there, they know my situation. They know I have a wife. They know that she's with me, all that stuff. Um, and like we have, they know that we have an apartment in Iowa, like in Quad Cities, Iowa uh, or Davenport. Um, and so they actually kind of gave me like the, originally we were going to fly from Wisconsin back to Davenport so I could pack up everything. And then we have, we have a car that we, that we drive. Um, so, um, and that was in Davenport at the time. So they were like, Hey, we're, we're going to fly you back to Davenport. You can pack up your apartment, pack up everything. And then, and then head to head to Arkansas. So, and it's like, usually they're, they're really good about like I had pitched like the day before. So I had, I wasn't going to pitch for a while. Like I, I had time, um, to get to Arkansas and stuff, which was, which is really nice just cause like, yeah, it's like, Hey, you're getting moved up. You're pitching tomorrow. It's like, Oh gosh, like that would be, you know, a little bit, a little bit more stressful, um, and stuff just cause it's like, I don't have time to go back and pack everything up and then drive eight hours. Like I need to like get there, um, type stuff. So, uh, but it, it worked out perfectly. And, and I ended up driving back to Dav- Davenport, packing up the apartment, driving to Kansas city, which was on the way seeing family staying the night there that night and then and then heading heading down here to to Fayetteville um the next day so it it all worked out how does how does the team housing working like you show up in northwest Arkansas it's not like you've been shopping for apartments right I assume the team has a place for you to to lay your head a bed ready to go yep 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 they had all that stuff because Anthony Veneziano um moved up so he, he moved up so then I moved up um so I just took over his his apartment um, where he was living and stuff and they they have everything have everything cleaned and all that stuff when we get here so um so yeah we're living living there how often does family get to come down and watch and visit they're down they're down pretty often so they're they're big especially mom and dad they're big and uh taking a half day off work and and drive making the drive because it's only about four hours from from back home so um, it's not too bad and, and they like to travel. So, so they're, they're going to be here and, and a bunch of family are going to be here, um, this weekend, which will be a lot of fun. All right. Well, we end each episode, uh, with something called on the bus. It's random rapid fire questions on and off the field. I'll put you on the spot here in a second, but we'll start with an easy one. Uh, you went to the same college as Scotty Pippen. How big of a legend is Scotty Pippen at UCA? Um, when I was there, he wasn't talked about a whole lot, but then I think, but when I left, he was he like made a big donation to the gym or something like that. So he's a pretty big, pretty big deal. I would assume he's the biggest graduate from that school, right? He is. Yeah. And it was a uh, division two, I think, back when he played, uh, maybe even in that NAIA back when he played. So that's pretty crazy how far UCA's come. So he helped put us on the map. <laughs> For sure. All right. I'm going to put you on the spot. Give me your proposal story to your wife. Proposal story to my wife. Um we were at her parents' lake house, um, and I took her down on the dock, cause, which is very normal, 
Um, she had no idea that it was coming um, and took her down on the dock and we were just kind of hanging out down there and just walked down there. And then she, there was actually funny story, kind of weird, but I was obviously trying to get her to like, you know, turn around, not look at me so I could get down on one knee. Um, and there was like a massive, like big catfish trout looking thing in the water. And that distracted her. So I don't know. That's just fate, I guess. I don't know how that, how that happened. Um, but yeah, so she was distracted and, and I got down on one knee and we actually have it video, video recorded because her, her brother was up on the, up on the, uh, the, what's it called? Deck. Take, taking a video um and then yep got down on one knee and and she turned around and was super excited so um yeah that's that's it it was pretty good was uh fun. you've gotten to play three different levels of the minor leagues what so far is the weirdest promotional night that you've been a part of oh promotional night. honestly probably the it was the second day here in northwest and we were like the growling chickens or something like that so instead of being northwest naturals we were the growling chickens. I think it was, uh, I don't know if it was like like Tyson Chicken Night or, or something like that, um, but it was some promotional thing with with chicken, yeah. <laughs> I it hope they fed the team chicken after the game or something. I don't even know what we had. I don't even know what we had, but yeah, that was that was pretty weird. With the coolest one was probably we did like Star Wars Night, stuff like that it was it was always pretty cool. Um, and Columbia was, was awesome. And then we did Star Wars Night here recently, which is a ton of fun. Are you a Star Wars person? Yeah, yeah, I like Star Wars. Okay, yeah. new ones, the old ones, or all of them? I obviously, I obviously like the new ones better, just because that was, you know, kind of when I was alive. Um, <laughs> but obviously, like I've obviously seen the old ones, um, and everybody, you know, swears by the old ones. They're like they're so much better, which I which I get. But obviously, I like I like the the new ones with better technology and and I like stuff like that for sure. So. All right, you get to pick one hitter currently playing and one hitter that's retired that you would just love to face today. It'd be pretty cool to face Mike Trout, I guess. Obviously, that's that's probably probably a common one. Um, it'd be tough to face Mike Trout, but I would love to face him. Um, and retired, I'd probably be pretty scared, but uh, Barry Bonds would be pretty cool to to face. You know, it'd be a tough tough at bat for sure. Uh, you should ask Jonathan Bullen when you get to the ballpark. He faced Trout and Pujols in one inning in Arizona, so he's got a Trout story. There you go. Yeah, so he, he got to do it. He he said he was he was like, "Holy crap, that's Mike Trout and yeah. and Albert Pujols." Yeah, gosh. Uh-huh. What's the most worthless class you took in college? The most most worthless class because we um, all take them. We can be honest. Oh I, yeah, I took philosophy. Philosophy wasn't a big philosophy fan at all. Learning about old people that talked, I don't know, that taught lessons or I don't even know. I don't even know what that class is about. I didn't pay attention a whole lot. Yeah. I got a, <laughs> I got a D plus in geology 105. I was like, it doesn't matter. Geology, it's, yeah. It's yeah. not going to affect my future one way or the other. There Fox you go. Jocks, so, all right. I'm not from the Midwest, but the two most Midwest slept on chains are Casey's Breakfast Pizza and anything from Culver's. Which one would you rather have, Casey's Breakfast Pizza or Culver's? Culver's is pretty good. I definitely eat Culver's more than I eat Casey's Breakfast Pizza. Um, but Casey's Breakfast, Breakfast Pizza is pretty dang good. Um, I'd probably go a different route and I'd do Kansas City Barbecue because that's huge. That's even that's even bigger than Culver's and Casey's Pizza. 
I, I it's actually probably a good question because I don't know the answer. Is Kansas City barbecue like that culture? Does that extend to St. Joe? Yeah, uh, kind of, kind of. Like when we want barbecue, usually we just drive to Kansas City. Okay. So yeah, yeah. I mean, they did definitely have some good barbecue, I guess, in St. Joe, but it's more of um, Casey Joe's barbecue, which is super famous. Q thirty nine. There's a, a bunch of different places that are you know known for for Kansas City barbecue. Go to meal that you cook. Go to meal that I cook. Yeah, I um, want to hear what price. you cook. I know I, I'm I'm not a big cook. Probably steak and potatoes and broccoli or asparagus, something like that. I, I can make I can make a pretty good steak, but other than that, I don't really cook a whole lot. So my lovely wife likes to cook. <laughs> she takes care of it. All right. What's your favorite sport to watch that's not baseball? Football, for sure. Fantasy football. I love 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 doing playing fantasy football every year. So I definitely look forward to to watching. How um how did you do last year? How was your team? I did. So I actually played in four leagues last year. I'm pretty into it. So played in four different leagues, and I actually won two of them. So I made made a pretty good pretty good check last year from fantasy football. Um, won two of them, and then tied because the big the whole thing with the Bills and the Bengals, and when he got hurt, that kind of messed up a lot of stuff. Um, so I tied for first in one league, and then I I lost in one league. So I. I profited. I profited quite a bit. Quite a bit last year. It was good. It was a good year. So. so I was. I'm in a. I was in a similar situation in the championship. I was up one point, but the guy I was playing had Joe Burrow. Yeah. And obviously, for reasons everybody knows, the game gets you know canceled non-play. Yep. yep. I won the championship, but a lot of my friends give me a lot of crap because it's it's with an asterisk. It's a paper champion, whatever yep. you want to call it. So yep. I ended up splitting the pot with the other. That's guy. what, yeah, that's what we did. So I actually won in that league, but but yeah, I was up like five points, and he had like Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow, and so it's like you know, obviously I knew I was gonna lose, um, but he's like, let's just split it. So so I was cool with that. I was like, yeah, absolutely. Like I was gonna get second place money, so absolutely, I'll split split first place money with you. How so. I'm always curious about this because I so I have two teams. I do one with family, one with friends, mm-hmm. but like. It sucks when the running back that I have on one team I'm also playing against in the other yep. league and he goes off, right? Because like it's almost yep. good and bad. How do you do that with four teams? It's a lot. It's definitely a lot. It's definitely like yeah, I mean, yeah. It's well, it's also like I I have four leagues, but it's like one of them is like college friends, and it's like we don't really it's like the more like the big more big money leagues i'm like i don't even care if i lose in the small money leagues you know it's like let's this guy just go off you know i don't care i need you to go off in this league i'm playing you in the other league whatever um but it's definitely a lot more rooting for players to get their projected like like just get your projected no less no more because then it's just like you know it's just like gives me a chance to win i guess in both leagues um so it's definitely tough, definitely tough for sure, just following that. And, yeah, I mean, I'll play the same – I'll be playing against a guy in three leagues and I'll be playing – I'll play him in one league. You know, it just sometimes happens happens that way. So it's a lot – it's a little bit more stressful. <laughs> I assume the drafts are still during the season too, right? So got yeah. got to plan them around games? Yeah, yeah, and, I mean, a lot of them are – online or we'll do like a big FaceTime call or, or something like that. So. All right. Two more for you. Dream concert performer. And where would you want to see that person? 
dream concert performer. Um, probably Morgan Wallen, and I would want to see him in Arrowhead Stadium. I don't know. I I know Luke Luke Combs. I think was there. He was there a couple couple days ago. Yeah. Um, Luke Combs was in Kansas City, so um, and obviously didn't get to go to that. So maybe Morgan Wallen in in Kansas City or Luke Combs. I think that would be a good one to go see. All right, final one. What's the worst household chore? For me, it's emptying the dishwasher. I cannot stand emptying emptying. Yeah, the I'm not a big dishwasher. Um, I don't I like putting clothes. I want to hear what I, 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 I want to hear what your wife says, and then I want to hear what you think it is. Yeah, she just looked at me. She said, "Putting putting your clothes away." Um, so yeah, probably laundry. I'm not a big don't like doing laundry. I just think it. It's just like obviously I'm fine with it getting washed, but you know, then it just like takes time to put the, to fold the clothes and you got to put the clothes away and then all that stuff. So that's probably my least favorite is doing laundry. <laughs> I do laundry when I'm out of clothes. I don't do like a Sunday wash when I'm, when I'm out of clothes, that's when it's there you go. Time. That, that makes sense. That makes sense to me. Well, no, I really appreciate the time today getting to know you and um, yeah, we're going to set up that board game for, for some time and, the off season, or we'll uh, we'll set up a time to do some some fantasy football content this off season as well. Sounds good. Sounds good. Sounds good. I appreciate it. Appreciate you calling. So it was fun. Thank you to Noah for taking the time to sit down for about an hour with me um, this past Friday before a weekend set down in Northwest Arkansas. For those of you who follow me on social media at Stephen Specter Ten on Twitter or the station account at Six Ten Sports KC on Twitter, be sure to uh, watch some of the videos that. We post from these interviews. Noah, an infectious smile and an infectious personality, really enjoyed getting to know him and and his story, you know, considering the trials and tribulations he went through, not only having his college career cut short due to COVID, but also the uh, elbow injury that he suffered in the summer of 2020. So thank you so much for listening to today's episode, episode seven on the Out of Options podcast on the 435 Podcast Network and 610sports.com. Please remember to subscribe, download. If you like it, you can rate the show. If you like it, you can share it with your friends and family. Um, But really appreciate everybody following along the uh, first seven episodes here on the Out of Options podcast. New episodes released every Tuesday during the baseball season. Thank you so much for listening, and I will talk to you next week.